Hey everyone, and welcome back to What Happened to Us with Nate, Sam, and Hugh. Uh, this recording was done right before the announcement of the George Floyd uh, trial. So we were unable to make a comment about that this week, but we were, uh, as you can imagine, the three of us are very happy to find out what the results were. Besides that, we tried to have some fun with this week's episode. You know, it's been a bit heavy for the majority of us going on the last couple of months. So, you know, why not talk about the shitty college town that I went to or, you know, the possible Brazilian actors that could fill in a certain uh, fighting family role. Fast and the Furious, Jurassic Park, Jurassic World, Merging. You know, the fun stuff, the rabbit holes that we go down to in conversation. So here we are. How are you guys doing? You seem very energized, guys. Well, snowing. Sam, it's snowing. Oh, Why? That sucks. It's still I don't spring, know. right? Like, it's still it's summer. April showers. It's summer. April showers. In, we're one month away from summer. Yeah. Um, it's no. not exactly snow. No, two months. Two months. June is summer. Sorry, you are correct. You are correct. I pres- We're still in spring. Spring is like all over the place, you know. It was 70 degrees yesterday. And now it's snowing. Now it's snowing. That's no, good. Well, yeah, I remember the only time I went to Chicago, it was in April and it was humid and hot one day and the next day it was cold and humid. And I'm like, how is this possible? Oh, there, Go figure. I, there are so uh, many I wish things. there was a, you know, they should, I don't know if there's a name for what's going on with the, with like the weather and the climate they, they should put it if there isn't, I think something weird is going on. I don't know. It feels like it's changing. It, the climate it is changing. Yeah. And I cannot think of what they should call that, but I feel like the climate is, you know, 15 years ago, I realized when I was living in uh, Boston, like where there was no longer a spring and that was in college as well that was the early 2000s early aughts and it just went from winter then there would be that brief moment of like ooh, nice and then it would go back to winter and then it would be summer and there was no warmth of like spring the the fun yeah i'm sorry you went to college in a crappy town oh oh i i definitely went to college in Crap- a crappy town a, a crappy state what, uh, Entire cra- crappy region. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I will say this: uh, Forbes agrees with you, Sam. Forbes agrees. Yep. With you. No. Well, I mean, I chose literally chose between NorCal and SoCal. So, I mean, the thing is, a lot of people like assume California weather is just SoCal weather, but oh. NorCal has its own climate yeah, it and does. its own weather system. It's very, very different. So, um, I chose based on slightly based on weather, but it helped a lot because I lived a majority of my life in NorCal. And I hated the weather, so I'll say, figure. I'll say this much, Sam. When when you pointed this out, uh, my college town was the eighth worst in America. Eighth worst That's college so- town or yep. eighth worst town? T- college town. It was voted. It was voted on in Forbes. I was like, wow, we made a top ten list. And that's that's impressive because like that's getting down. Like how how many how many Horrible. how many places are on this list if you get down to Wheaton? I mean, we've got to think about the thousands of colleges. It's it's the top ten worst college towns. I was like, what? What was number one? I can't remember. Uh, I was more just a a gas that I was like a gasp that mine was uh in the top ten, and I'm like, actually, that not is... really. There's nothing there. There was like a, um, what's the Irvine Amphitheater? This is the, just the Irvine Amphitheater. Uh, I I don't know what the na- official name is anymore yeah, it, it always changes so we had one of those down the street and that was it well that's something yeah that's something Do you guys at least have dance clubs and bars because we barely had that in westwood we had one bar in town uh, called sporties sam we had one dance club duets duets <laughs> it closed down though <laughs> it was and it was um what, what's the best way to describe duets it, urban um, it was urban yeah urban urban would be one way to say it we were not the clientele um <sighs> but it closed because they did not have a permit to be a dance club oh uh, they, one of those they, little they, they, banned, they, they banned dancing they fancy they fancied themselves like a jazz club but without the permits gotcha, so gotcha. you know but we did have bars though so the bars yeah. were fun yeah yeah plenty. I mean, you don't have to go very far to get to a bar, really. That's that spot actually in Westwood's a little curse because it was duets, then it became the Chili's, and it's been nothing ever since Chili's closed. And that's it's been going well, on. I with... think I think Westwood's cursed. Oh, Westwood's definitely cursed. Although there's a new donut shop opening up where Stan's used to be, which is exciting because you know donuts. donuts. 
but um like the Jerry's has been empty for like at least six years yeah so many empty storefronts it's like a ghost town in there it's so sad the, the olive garden finally just became a ucla some sort of building that has to do with ucla they just kind of said sada let's just take the money from the college and be done with it yeah yeah and the hollywood video is like gone uh yeah yeah the circuit city the, the circuit city became a dsw and then the dsw is now gone yeah. What the hell is a uh, DSW? Yeah. It's... My old video. See, I always preferred it. See, we had the Hollywood video and we had a Blockbuster video also gone, mm -hmm. as all Blockbuster videos. But my personal favorite is there was a mom and pop video store in Westwood right up the street from the Hollywood video that is now a um, a, a pot dispensary. Oh, there you go. That's yeah. a fitting. Uh... Uh, I love that place because you know the mom and pop. As we've discussed many times with my Schnooks video store, the mom and pop places—that's where you get the, the movies that Blockbuster was never going to carry. Yeah, well, I mean, I worked in one. My uncle's video store had a ton of foreign films and, and indie films. So yeah, yeah, it was great. I, I miss it. I miss those things. Uh, those are one of those like like the Friday night traditions. Like go to the Blockbuster or whatever video store in town and then kind of roam around because you aren't getting the the new re newly released film. Right. Because that's gone. Someone's rented that. Well, I mean, I credit that literally just working at the video store, like, is literally my movie comprehension. Like, I was able to watch so many movies because we're, I was working there. And uh, we convinced my uncle to get a whole bunch of foreign films. And, you know, like, the the mid to late 90s was just, like, booming independent film, you know? Like, yeah. So we got, we, we were, like, one of the only places in Modesto that had, a ton of just like foreign films and, and just random stuff like that. Like, especially stuff from Asia, um, you know, back when like, you know, the, um, the hard boileds and the killers and the, all that, like, uh, John Woo, like action movies stuff was really popular. Oh, so it was, it was awesome. Good John Woo. And then, and then like the whole like faces of death and ultimate fighter when, when it was like all like kind of taboo. Right. Like, oh yeah. All... I remember faces, faces of, death. of death. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We would, we would carry that. I mean, it's, something that blockbuster probably wouldn't carry no, so. blockbuster they tended to avoid the snuff films for the most part <laughs> yeah I mean, but they were popular so what do you like like how do you classify those like even like the ufc was like super popular and that was like post kickboxer post um you know we talked about blood sport it, it was blood sport <laughs> yeah. territory at that point in time. real, real blood sport yeah, yeah i think in the original UFC, they had two what was it, it was two rules you couldn't poke somebody in the eye, and you couldn't, couldn't gout. Fish. You fish hook their mouth. Yeah. Otherwise, everything else. There were no rules. It's it's funny. Years ago, I read a uh, treatment for the Gracie family story. That oh was, yeah yeah yeah. And it was, they've been trying to they've been they've been shopping that around for that a while. It was such a great treatment, and I don't know how anyone hasn't picked up on let let's make this a movie. It's not so much because it, it's it's how the fighting style developed in America essentially like it was already developed in Brazil obviously but it's the eldest son who decided to come to California and it was more of like yeah, a Who would you who would you cast? Oh god. I don't, I don't know. I haven't even really thought about it that much um in that way. It's like you would have to you know, I would I would stick to the they would have to be Brazilian to take the role well and also like i mean i guess they can always be fit, but like you would think that they would have to be super fit at least they'd have to be fit yeah they so, so like scarlett johansson yes she yes. knew everything she, 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 she could play brazilian she had, she had, pretty she good and emma stone we're good yeah okay. we, i think we're good i mean cool all right uh no it's just one of those ones i've honestly i couldn't tell you who i think would be the the best for the characters like the actors that could play it i'm like vin diesel because vin diesel could play anything that's no well he's he's very um ambiguous he well yeah but like well. he's kind of more of a meathead because like it, when you look at jujitsu they're not meatheads oh, oh no god offense no. to vin diesel but like we're talking more of like a you know who's who's brazilian like the i mean he's kind of old now but rodrigo santoro like someone like him who is like super yep. fit but he's thin sure sure well done by the um, way that, that well, was the, the first I, one. My, my knowledge of Brazilian actors are very limited. <laughs> I actually did not know he was Brazilian. I, I thought he was. I I mean, I assume he was, but it's been a while. You would have to go to younger. Now you, now you get. Let's be honest. And like, they would yeah, you have want... to go younger. Yeah, like like a Diego Luna or something. Something like that. Like, even Diego Luna is not. He's not even young anymore. Well, in my mind, he is. <laughs> he's be young to me. But then you, you look at this and like. It's you... like. 
they would throw some Spanish people in it and just whoever, just because you didn't exactly. have to get a name. To well, I mean, it. like at least try South America, right? Yes. Like at least just try. Try make it close. Make it close. To land, you know. If you. But there's so many famous there's there's so many famous local Brazilian actors. Like how many millions of people live in Brazil? Like I'm sure they can find I, a, somebody that can you know be Hollywood famous at some point. I literally just Googled um, Brazilian actors in Hollywood, and a I'm looking at a website called StreetSmartBrazil.com. Brazil Brazilian Hollywood Brazilian actors in American movies. The number one actor is Rodrigo Santoro. Yep, there you go. Well done. And I, yes. And I, that's the only one I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marina uh, Baccarin, she's Brazilian, you know, from, um, oh, I like Dead, her. Deadpool and, um, Homeland and, um, what was the alien show? V, was it V? She was on V. Oh, okay. Also, um, she's married with kids to, um, um oh. Ben, what's his ben name? McKenzie, from the yeah. o- ben McKenzie from the OC. Yeah. Um, Sonia Braga, remember her? She was in no. a ton of eighties movies. Uh, she's Brazilian. Guys, how do we forget Giselle Bunchen? Oh, well, uh, she doesn't count. She, well, had well yeah. There's, there's, there's a, there's a couple supermodels in a row. There's Giselle Bunchen, Adriana Lima, and Alessandra Ambrosia. Um, they could potentially play. I'd rather. I, I mean, Jordana Brewster uh, comes to mind, but I don't even know if she's Brazilian. Brazilian. Maybe she's like. South American. She can. I mean, I don't. I. I'm the last person that say she could. She look. She looks close enough because I don't want to say that. But she looks like. I mean, she's Latina, isn't she? I mean, sure. I, I don't. I don't know her background, but I assume she is. Well, can, can we go I, Portuguese? I just, I just That's the it. question. What's that? Can we go Portuguese as a possible alternative? Do you know Portuguese? Okay. Do you have any Portuguese suggestions? No, I don't. But I'm just saying, yeah. if like if we're gonna go down this rabbit hole, of like eh, Portuguese would work. I do love the, I mean, Vin, like just getting back to Vin Diesel being kind of ethnically ambiguous. Um, you know, they never. I mean, I guess what they're supposed to be Italian in in the um, Fast movies. I mean, yeah, Toretto, Toretto, Toretto. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're having John. Spoiler alert. Well, it's not a spoiler alert if it's in the trailer. John Cena is supposed to play his brother, and they. You know, that's confusing. spoiler alert. I haven't seen the trailer. Oh, I ruined the trailer for you, God. <laughs> I love you, John. So John Cena. Well, well then great. it's gonna blow your mind that Han's still alive. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Wait, what timeline are we on? <laughs> At this point, it's like a multiverse. It doesn't even matter. They I like just... him a lot, so I'm glad they brought well, him back. Have you have you heard I, the... well, Wait, can we have we heard the rumors that what might be happening with the the, the melding of two different franchises? Which two? The Fast and the Furious and Jurassic Park or Jurassic Park. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That I mean, one, I, yes. I mean, Vin uh, Diesel fighting Velociraptors. I well, mean, what? Well, they, they've, te- I mean, we they've already, sh- they, they haven't just, te- te- they've shown it. Uh, this one will be in space, Fast yes. 9, F- F9, because they, at the end of the new trailer, they show Ludacris and Tyrese being launched into space. Um, so we've already got in a Fast car. and Furious in space. In a car. Space yeah, car. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to go. You know what? I magnets Hugh I mean the entire trailer was magnets I don't know what they're like they've just gone on a whole new level but yeah the only logical new thing would from space is dinosaurs I, I mean obviously where else can you go back in time time travel yeah oh that's, that, uh, that's, that's... You, you know you know f10 is gonna have some time travel it has to imagine back to the future three but with the fast characters with cars like i mean how, how I can watch. you not how can you not imagine yeah. this i think you're sitting on a like million oh you know you, right kn- you know they already thought of that i don't think so i think you're outside the box thinking right here you know bring in doc brown i that would be an interesting uh yes they all share the same cinematic universe back to the future and uh and fast <laughs> movies um and dinosaurs evidently I heard a, a random fact about like if Back to the Future took place now and he went back, you know, the same amount of years to 1955, like he'd end up in the 90s and he'd probably be playing grunge music, which makes me feel old. Yeah, because yeah. he went back. He only went back 30 years in the from yeah. 80, 85 to 55. So 30 years from now would have been what, 91? Yeah. Yeesh. You know, it's like the, the whole thing of like kids dressing. I saw some 
I was I went down a rabbit hole of Instagram stories or one of the reels thing, and some someone was like, "Let's dress up like it's the '90s," and I'm like, "It's a lot of neon." Like, well, we we went to a last summer, no, two summers ago, I guess, the '90s party that um it really ran a gamut of like the whole you know you had the people because the 90s was just all over the place like i went well i went with my in my hyper color but also like flannel shirt kind of like half grunge half top half flannel you know half top yeah. half stuff there were people that went total grunge there were people that went like fresh prince slash early tlc very colorful stuff okay Does there that... were in there were people that just there was one couple that just flat out came out as the matrix characters and it's like, you know what? Those are all 90s. You're absolutely yeah, right. It was all work. It, it was a... It was a very got, interesting decade. Because the like, 80s flooded into the early 90s. And the, that, the color the color patterns. Like, yeah. you, like say by the bell, all the Zach Morris, all that colorful shit that he wore, that was 90s. But exactly. it also bled over from the 80s. I would always consider that more... Anything fluorescent was early 80s and just carried into the 90s, like, or late 80s carrying into the 90s and then you had the grunge and then well there's 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 like you know also hip-hop like the crisscrosses the way people dress oh. crisscross and like um what's that um oh what's that brand cross colors and all that stuff too um, yeah because yeah. i i mean i was in middle school when that happened so that was the 90s and uh yeah a lot of like interesting midriffs and and biker shorts with like lace oh um, god yeah there's just like a mix of just a whole bunch of things and bell bottoms and then chokers and like so like Maybe i feel like the 90s was thing. just like everywhere because then there's like clueless too that was yeah the, that was an, another a, a group of girls came to the same party basically looking like they're out of the delia's catalog very 90s right um so there's just there's just a lot. There's a lot in the '90s. Just that one decade, just packed in. Well, I spent. I've mentioned this before. I spent a couple of years in middle school where I was going as the. Or basically, my style was um, Millie Vanilli. I've discussed this before. I wore no, um, bla blazers with very high shoulders and uh, um, biking shorts and combat boots. Oh, it was a, a look. That was, was a look. look. Well, I, I I envisioned you more like dressing up like Color Me Bad. <laughs> yeah i did i did that too yeah i had a lot I had of to, i had to draw on my pencil beard because i couldn't yeah. grow it oh. so i just had to draw it on i had a lot of uh, when, a lot of silk shirts back in those days oh rayon. yeah i had rayon, rayon shirts. shirts too a lot yeah. of those a lot of those oh, yeah very david silver like early on in 90210 oh. david silver shirts very parker yeah. lewis can't lose this oh, guy. oh that's better be very parker lewis very parker lose. lewis this guy yeah. had, had yeah. a, a fashion icon his name was parker my god lewis. the 90s i mean you Did can make the argument because the 90s was such a sponge of other decades on top of its own things like like the things we've just been naming the 90s have to be one of the most diverse like yeah fashion absolutely. wise because because it's sponged from so many others but also was very had ones that were very specific like grunge well, is very specific i felt 90s. really bad for guys dur during that time like fashion for men just wasn't that great like it was so diverse and and, and crazy like Over, you could you could wear suits. like what's that what's that trend where that courtney that courtney love was famous for that's like baby doll dresses baby doll dresses. oh yeah yeah, yeah. That was a so there's thing. that but then there's also like you can go all the way to like the Jinko jeans and the raver culture. That was like what mid to late aughts or mid to late. No, Jen, no, Jen, no, it was Jen, in high Jen, school. Jen, that was high Jen school for me. Jinko raver culture, yeah. That the that's mean, 96, we, we 97. Were to, we were going to, to raves late. in the late nineties. Yeah, and that was that was part of it. Puka shell necklaces. Who can forget the puka oh, shell necklaces? Can't forget those. I mean, those still are in style if you're a big D, you know, Dave Matthews fan. Oh, but, um, the good old days. Yeah, I miss. Yeah. I miss no, my but it's DMB just days. it ran the gam. It just ran the gamut. I felt like, but I mean, that's a good thing. I think that the '90s was like a good time for people to explore their individuality, and because it was like the the early internet and pe and even catalogs for teenagers, they were able to get more clothes and have more access. So it 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 allowed for people to to express themselves more. If that makes more sense, I guess. That's true. Um, but you know being from a small town in the middle of California, like we just had the mall, you know? So I would have to go all the way to San Francisco to find fashion and, and cool things. So it was a lot I, of effort. I could say, I could see you doing the blossom hats. 
Dressed in like I did that for a while. Awesome, I could see that. I did that for a while, yeah, because um, I mean, I'm sure I have photos of myself with like a sunflower hat because everybody had them. Oh yeah. Um, I, I always found it very weird because I grew up obviously both coasts at this point in time, and I like coming to California was like, what happened to time? Like San Diego is a time suck in its own. Like people have to realize that it it hasn't left the early aughts, fashion wise. No. And that, no. that, that early aughts was still like ninety four. Like the fashion from ninety four has essentially been the same way till now. It has not changed. It is shorts, board shorts, long shorts, flip flops, uh, flip flops, uh, tube socks. Tube socks was yeah. a thing where I was like, wait, this is still a thing. I remember that. And it hasn't changed. Like, I go down there and I'm like, I'll realize, like, oh, my God, I'm dressed exactly the same. I haven't changed. My fashion style hasn't changed much. And I'm like, I'm dressed like all the dads. I'm like, God, you guys haven't grown up either. It's scary. Who wants to grow up? Growing up. Growing up's overrated. It is definitely overrated. Any young person who wants to grow up, don't. I know you're not listening to this because we're an old person show, I guess. Or middle yeah, I mean, show. well, yeah, because we probably just lost anybody with our reminiscing about the '90s. I, um, is that a problem? Like, that no, work? I could reminisce about the '90s all day long. Because, well, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of cultural appropriation happening too during the '90s, like with Madonna and Gwen Stefani and and, oh. and everything too, like Indian and Japanese culture and all this stuff when it comes to fashion. So there's that as well. I don't yeah. know if. I don't think I that's mean, a bad. Was that a bad thing, or is it just kind of like? Well, Gwen Stefani. I mean, she she did. She went. She had the two separate eras of cultural appropriation. She did the the '90s, no doubt, when she was wearing the bindi and everything, doing that Indian appropriation. And then when she did the the um, mid 2000s, Harajuku. the Harajuku Harajuku. girls, yeah, like that was a completely different type type of appropriation. She never really got much grief for it. I don't, as I recall, I don't. I mean, unless she did after the fact, but I don't remember people being upset about it at the time. Yeah, I think that she did it mostly just for like fashion purposes. It wasn't to like there like like it, I imagine it was pretty innocent enough. Like she went to Japan and like the fashion. She started her own yeah. label, you know. And the Indian stuff, I think, is probably because of, you know, she used to date Tony and That's probably true. went to a lot of Indian functions. And it's fascinating. The fashion's yeah. great. I love Indian. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of saris and I have a lot of other stuff because I, I, I'm friends with a lot of Indian people. So I actually have, I've been in an Indian wedding. So I have, like, a lot of clothes that I can wear to, to Indian functions now, which is nice. Indian weddings are the greatest things ever. Well, they're like, long. They're like the, Cambodian weddings. They're like three or four days long. They're long, but if you if you go to one that's like the, where they go all out, like I went to one a few years ago where the the very very both the bride and groom were very wealthy, so they went all out to the point where they did arrive on horseback. Okay, um, that's gen, gen, generally that you'd use ele- like traditionally they'd be elephants, but not a lot of elephants in Laguna Beach, so they used horses. Okay, but it was incredible. But I like also, just the most amazing party I've ever seen. Isn't it also true that they do multiple weddings? It's not just the one. Sometimes it's oh like, yeah, like uh, this. This one had like it's a multi day one. Yeah, it's, this like literally it's like four days. It's impressive. A name of the ceremonies, but yeah, like the Friday night. There's this this part like it's always weekend long. The Friday night there's this special ceremony that's a cool party. Then there's two cer- there's a ceremony on Saturday, a ceremony on Sunday. It was just a blast. It's I had a lot of so food. Much, it's lo- great. Oh, food and lot dancing. A lot of food, a lot of dance. Yeah, I, re- I recall the, the Friday night party. I could look it up. I forget what it's called. But there were like oh, these huge performances. Like it was so cool. You know, and then and then it just every wedding is a disappointment after that. Your wedding was cool, Sam. I enjoyed yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I actually had a Cambodian wedding, it would have been three days. So just throw that out there yeah oh i'm sure and i would have like 10 outfit changes which is awesome and the hennessy would have been flowing yep good times yeah a part of me is just like oh i wish i had a wedding but then again i'm like yeah that's all you know what i wish i had photos i should have taken photos of that time and in a wedding dress and dress up and like actually take photos i think i'd feel a lot better about it but the actual ceremony and all that stuff, like, I, I would have liked to have it, obviously, because my grandma would still be alive and, you know, like, other reasons and all my friends in one place. But it's fine. Why don't you – what you guys could do is remember when Ross thought he lost, lost the cameras for Monica and Chandler's wedding. Oh, so yeah. he, he went to a different wedding and started taking photos, acting like he was at that wedding. You could just do that. 
No, we've definitely aged since 2008. <laughs> have we? I have. Oh, yeah. God, yes. I've gained weight, and we look different. I mean, Josh hasn't really. Josh looks pretty much the same. He just lost more hair. Um, so, but, yeah, no, I just wish that we had, like, a couple photos of us, like, in did, wedding attire, I guess. Did we even take photos at the infamous Peninsula Brunch? I don't even recall. We probably did, but, like, that was before, like, I mean, Smartphones. it was like 100%. It was, yeah, it was, it was before 100% digital. I mean, it, they, there were digital cameras back then, but like, I don't know where like my hard drives are of like a lot of the older photos, to be honest. Yeah. And um, I used to upload things to Flickr and Flickr's totally changed. And I'm like, what's the point of having storage and all my photos on there? Like, I literally have like 50,000 photos Jesus. on Flickr and they, they like keep changing ownership and, and like Yahoo bought them and other, and then you have to like start paying more of a premium because I was paying a yearly premium just to keep my photos. And then a part of me was like, well, Google, Google's letting you keep stuff for free. Like, so was Amazon. So I don't know, like it becomes this whole thing. And I'm like, I have my own storage and cloud system and it, I just don't know where all my photos are. They're like very like piecemeal and compact. I, and I don't have the time to literally go through like files that are like not even labeled to like right. even see what photos are there. It's, it's actually like really annoying. I wish that there was, some sort of system that allowed facial recognition as well so that I don't have to like file it myself. Doesn't Google kind of do all. that already? Yeah. But like, I don't know where my photos from like college are. I don't know where my photos from like 2004 to 2007 are. I have the rest. Mine are with Paco. I found that out. They, they, they creep out. Like I don't have many photos from college because guys don't take photos of each other. Yeah. And... Yeah, that's true. So it's just like toxic masculinity. It is really, really is, and that's a that's a problem these days. But there out. weren't there weren't there weren't like women or girls to be take your photo. You did go to an all girls school, essentially. Yeah, seemed like there'd be plenty of them around. Uh, there is a missing camera, which is to this day is like one of those ones where we're like, uh, we need to find that camera. But it's one of the disposable uh, ones we just lost one drunken evening. So, oh, if, if if this is about you running for political office, well, no, that's sailed. that's long gone. That ship has oh, sailed. The den calendar would ruin that, anyways. Although to be honest, that uh, the times have changed too. I don't think that you know nowadays. I don't think it matters. I don't think it does either. But if you're a Democrat, it does matter because they still hold hold you to a moral standard for some odd reason. True. But they don't that hold their true. own, which is you know weird how that works. Oh, did you hear about the law that was signed in today in Florida? Which, oh, the one about um, riot, that the three or more people is considered a riot? No. Oh, I'm sure that's part of it. I also oh. would, uh, let you can drive over protesters. Yeah, yeah, it's all part of the same rule. Basically, yeah. they said, like, three or more people can be considered a riot, like, not just um, peace. Basically, the peaceful assembly part of the First Amendment's kind of been shot to shit. And, yes, basically, they said, if you feel in danger and people are, like, blocking your car, blocking the street, you can just run over them. Yeah. Florida. Yeah fascist state awesome way to go yeah but the thing is is i don't know how far that goes because a few of those things the the, the constitution supersedes everything yeah and they're kind of they're kind of trying to blow up the first fourth and eighth amendment yeah. and that's not really gonna fly no it won't but it's it's still the fact that it's it's been signed in it, it yeah it now has to go all the way to the supreme court and then be shot down yeah okay. yeah and that's and it's it more often than not, all they care about is getting that law out there. Not they don't care that it never becomes law. They just want people to know that that's what they. Well, no, stand DeSantis for. is like doing a big play thing. It's like this is how we're going to run things, and you know we're not going to be Portland, Oregon, because God forbid. The, there's been so much talk that he's going to get dragged down with Matt Gates, and I really hope that happens because oh. he's a, he's insufferable. He's just the worst. Yeah. I shouldn't know this much about Florida politics, to be honest with you. I, I'm shocked on how much I know. Oh, ever ever since Bush Gore, Florida politics, we've, we've known way too much about it. I didn't pay that much attention back then. <laughs> I went to, like, it was a yeah. time where Republicans weren't that branded as that bad at that at that time for me. You know, I was like, I wanted Gore to win. I was like, I mean, how bad could George W. be? Obviously, you know, he's a war criminal. So, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and the fact that nobody really blinks an eye about that. Those so. are famous last words. I recall the night of November, whatever it was, 2016, the night that Trump won. I remember telling my girlfriend at the time, how bad could it be? It's right. He can't be that bad, right? 
Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. Famous, la- famous last words. Oh no, I knew it was going to be awful. Well, I, I knew was, he was going to. No, upset. we we all knew he was going to be bad. But did we know he was going to be that bad? Yes, I did. Well, and except for he's, Hillary, he's, Hillary, he's, Hillary Clinton called it. Everything she said that was going to happen happened. Yeah, like she, he's she dumb. Co- yeah, he's just dumb. I just remember waking up to a bottle of vodka in bed. Were you the big spoon or the little spoon? I was the little spoon. It turned. No, no. <laughs> you, yeah. you were getting spooned by I a bottle, bottle of vodka. vodka. I don't drink was vodka that, either, so it's it probably, like, it probably my bottle of vodka. Uh, possibly. Well, I finished that one off. Uh, yeah. There's yeah, actually you know. a video of me ranting at that time. Like, I, I forget why I did that. He, he, I have a lot of videos of you ranting. Yeah. I know. Mem- memories of you ranting. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Well, um, good times. Good times, those. Uh, I, I would be remiss to to not throw out an R.I.P. Uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the uh, songwriter producer Jim Steinman. I heard um, he passed away today. Um, he is responsible for writing and producing three of the greatest songs of all time: uh, "Meatloaf's I Would Do Anything for Love," but I won't do that. Bonnie Tyler's "Total Eclipse of the Heart." Wow! And Celine Dion's "It's All Coming Back to Me Now." I was gonna say it's all coming back to me now. They're all like the same song. He he's a especially power ballad. Especially meatloaf, especially he's, meatloaf song. He's a power ballad god, is what it comes down to. Uh, he also wrote um, Air Supply's second biggest hit, not their first biggest hit, hit, biggest hit, not All Out of Love, but their second biggest hit. And he wrote a couple Barry Manilow songs. The man was just a musical god, so rest in peace. And if you see a photo of him, he's he's it's quite remarkable. He's a he's a very interesting looking man. Does he look like Matt Lang? Um, no. He I'll have to send you a photo because it's pretty remarkable. I don't remember what Mutt Lang. Or Phil Spector? Does he look like Phil Spector? Um, a little bit, a little closer to Spector than he is Mutt Lang. Um, I remember. I, I to be honest, I don't remember what I remember for a long time. Mutt Lang didn't like having his photo taken. Like he was he, kind of he had shaggy hair. He was very secretive, and he was because it was. I, I think he also was a little because um, he was married to Shania Twain, mm-hmm. and he didn't like being photographed next to her because he, this is even before the hatred that came with social media. He, I'm sure he got a lot of shit from people being like, "Why is she with him? Like she's she's way above his pay grade." Even though he's like a genius producer, so he just generally didn't have his photo taken. He's not. He wasn't like ugly, ugly. No, no. But you know, in music, we've talked about this before. In music, that's that's not unusual. Like we talked about um, Adam Durwitz and you know Courtney Cox, and you know he Adam Durwitz was a weird looking guy. Rick Ocasek was a weird looking guy. They both they all dated well above them. I mean, but musician. I mean, we're talking about producers too. I mean, you talk about Tommy Mottola and yeah, all those guys that dated um, singers. Like you know, uh, I was listening. So there's this podcast, um, I think on Spotify. I think it's Spotify exclusive because it's like part of the Ringo Network, but it's like 60 songs that define the 90s. Oh. I think you'd mm. like it, Nate. And they break down like certain songs and it's done by like a, an actual like uh, like music journalist. It's not like some like random guy in his basement that's like, I like music, you know? Like he's he's been writing about it for a long time. I, it's it's great. That's interesting. They, I would like that. They, I, as, um, I assume top five of those songs, like in the top five has to be Natalie Bruvia's Torn, right? Well, they, they don't rank them. They just oh. choose, like, I think so far he's done, like, maybe 20. But, like, one of the episodes he did was uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. That's a... <laughs> See, I don't even think, I don't even think of that as a 90s song because it's just, it goes... Well, you know, it just came just, back. That's the yeah. thing. But, like, a lot, like, if you listen to it, like, and, and, and what was going on, like, he kind of breaks down what was actually going on at that time in the 90s and what was going on in that artist's life. Um, but like, there are a lot of things that I learned that I was just like, whoa, just because like, I thought that I knew a lot about nineties music, but they like do deep cuts. Like, you know, Jen Blossoms is on there. Hey, Jealousy. Um, I always got so upset about, uh, with, with the former, um, karaoke MC at the den, Michael Rockstar, because in his, in his karaoke book, he did not, there were no Jen Blossoms songs, but I found the mistake in his book, the because um, I always wanted to sing Hey Jealousy. And in his book, Hey Jealousy was mislabeled under a different band. It was the wrong band. So oh. I literally, I went through the whole book to find Hey Jealousy. And then when I brought it to his attention, I'm like, you have the song, but it's mislabeled. Then he tried to look it up on his computer. He's like, this track doesn't work. 
I was pissed. How hard is it to like find a song? I don't know. He had a weird system. I don't know how it worked. Oh, it's it was. I don't a... think anybody knew how it worked. He just he just made shit up. On I mean, I knew all, I knew all the words, so it's not like you even needed a, a screen. You could just like put the music on and we could sing. You know, we we, we should we should have done Hey Jealousy acapella. That would have been great. Jeez. <laughs> it's kind of like an ASCAP BMI thing that you actually have to pay to use the karaoke. It's a in a form is a way they get their royalties is I've never actually thought about it. I, yeah. That make totally makes sense. I've never, I've never. Well, yeah. Back when like you could buy their laser discs and stuff, but like, and they were making like music videos for them, but <laughs> I know it's a little different these days, but there are, there's supposed to be watchers or listeners to see if you're paying your dues as bars, like playing music, <sighs> whatever. I like, so, so the Dan owed Jimmy world, like a ton of money. Oh, they did. Definitely. I mean, we, yeah. we, wore that song out just a little and bit. that and that one girl who would only sing adele songs that would always oh. show up at the, be- the beginning of the night the the theater Dude, the, the, debbie, the, uh, debbie the, downer man the music theater group remember they would oh. always come in at the beginning of the night sing their their musical theater and their adele and then they'd leave like not just later. adele they would also do disney cl- like disney songs oh i didn't i didn't mind when I... they did the musical theater it was the girl that sang adele i mean first off two things one adele songs are pretty depressing for karaoke and two it you might think you can pull off Adele. You cannot. Oh, she was pretty good. That girl was, was good. She had a good voice, but yeah. she cannot pull off Adele. No, it's like anyone who does like depressing songs on karaoke is like, why are you doing this? I know we did it as a joke sometimes. Uh, well, I, did, I, I, one of Samantha's best friends, uh, who I love to death, her go-to karaoke song is Adam's song by Blink One Eight Two, which is hysterical. Yeah. Yes, it is. Jesus. You know. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah. You know, nothing like a good suicide song. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, my on the flip side, my favorite Blink One Eighty Two song is "Damn It" because uh, it's like two minutes, short. I know all the words, and it goes by fast, and it's a great song to sing along to. It's a fan- and and just just the not muscle memory, but the brain memory. I can't think of that song without thinking of the scene and can't hardly wait when the cops yeah. show up and everybody's yeah. just running out of the house. That's it's right when Love Burger has is about to have it's their about to get to, they get to get, they get, they get the back together like... and Donald Faison's <laughs> about to hit the drums and then boom police show up. Oh, such yeah. a classic movie. Do we do you think we'll I, ever have a high school movie like that again? Because there was like that project n- not X that one. hits like that. I mean, there's they're still still doing high school projects, but like nothing. But you know what? That that movie was so tame. There was like hardly there's like no nudity. Like it was just a very like I wouldn't. Say, Call it wholesome, but it was a, just a good teenage movie without being raunchy, like tongue and American cheek. Pie. I think it's the best way to describe it. Was what? That? Tongue, a little tongue and cheek. Yeah. So, I mean, they did get the foreign exchange student to keep asking people to touch his penis, but that was otherwise, you know. Yeah, but they didn't show it. You know, like that's, no, that's the difference. no, they did not. No. Um, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. Speaking of Blink One Eight Two, what? Oh no, that? go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of Blink-182, I'm just beside myself that Travis Barker has entered the Kardashian world. I'm not happy about it. We'll see how long that lasts. I think yeah. it's going to last he, well, a while. Well, he got her name tattooed on his chest, but to be fair, he has a lot of tattoos. Um, he's gone full He's gone full bore. He's running out of, literally running out of real estate for tattoos. Like, his entire skull is tattooed. Um, he doesn't have to I worry about know. shit like that. So... Have at it if that's what you want to do. To be what the tattooing or yeah. the Kardashian? No, the Kardashian well, thing. Way you know. Whatever. Well, and to be fair, he's dating the. It's relative. The best of the Kardashians, the least annoying of the Kardashians. How about that? I'll, I'll give you that. Um, one. Yeah. So to be fair, he's doing that, but it, it's you know, you hate to see it. Eh. I'm just hoping. Fingers, you know. You, you know the whole, the whole breakup of Blink One Eighty Two, or sort of a breakup. Tom left, like the Mark and Travis are still still chugging along. But um, you remember the whole reason Tom DeLong left Blink One Eighty Two is because he wanted to go discover alien life. He right. wanted to prove that there was alien life. Well, he now proved that it. It's, now that's it's well, there. he didn't he didn't prove it, well, but it's been yeah. proven. Now that's been proven. I think why is he not back in Blink One Eighty Two? I think him and uh, Mark have really butted heads on where emotionally speaking the music wanted to go obviously tom wanted to go more darker deal with a lot of his own issues which angels and airwaves and boxcar were built for his i liked angels and airwaves 
pretty uh, kind of underrated. I like that. They're, they had two, like two albums. Really good. Yeah. No, no. And he, you know, he has a lot of dad issues. Um, a lot. And I, yeah. Being the, you know, that they're, they're like, old, like uh, hometown guys in a way, manner of speaking. Like I, yeah. I came into Cheshire Cat as a youth, but they're what, a year older than I am, maybe? Maybe two? They always called out, remember the song Josie? I think it was on Dude Ranch. Okay. Uh, yeah, about his ex. Uh, I, I, basically, it was about Mark Hoppus's ex girlfriend, or maybe it was Tom's ex girlfriend. And he would talk about um, how she would bring him burritos from El Sombrero. Yep, he used to go um, to El Sombrero. I know where that yeah, one is, and I every I, I always wanted to go there. Is that a chain or is yeah, it like it a, is a, like it's, a, it's a like small a single chain. location? Yeah. There is a single okay. location. I know the location. I will take you there if we ever go to San Diego, so you can be at the, the sombrero. I, yeah. The, the line was like, "She brings me burritos from sombrero when I feel down or yep. something like that." And I always wanted to go there. I know exactly which one it is. I've seen them there. So okay, like my my buddy used to live in that town, so we used to Done. eat at the Blink One Eighty Two sombrero. So. That yeah, that sounds that sounds delicious. Mark that down on the calendar. We'll do. Because oh, back okay. in nineteen ninety four, was it the summer of ninety five? Cheshire Cat hit number one in San Diego. So, Ooh, it was the nice. top selling album. That's the only Blink one eighty two album I do own. Even I'm a fan, but it's the only album I own. Was um, that you? Don't even have Dude Ranch. I don't even have Dude Ranch because um, I I was like I enjoyed Dude Ranch. Don't get me wrong. It just I I wasn't that was that was pre-travis travis wasn't the yep. drummer back no then. he was not it was they, they had that that ginger drummer yes i think they like uh, handed doodange out like at the oc border oc san diego border when you drove by yeah, like, it, was, I, it was like sam it was like how it's Frampton like Frampton comes, yeah. comes alive they gave it out in the suburbs <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good album <laughs> um i was i was watching a um a documentary about it's actually really interesting about Studio Fifty Four on Netflix, and um, they Peter Frampton gets a lot of airtime because he was like a went to Studio Fifty Four all the time, and I cannot look look at him or see his name without immediately thinking of Wayne's World. Mo- much like everything, we a lot of our conversations go back to Wayne's World. It has to like like I, to be honest, I know I know Frampton Comes Alive was an enormously popular album. Well, I Frampton don't Comes think Alive I, was was talked about in Reality Bites, Nathan. Oh, was it uh, that too? Oh, you're right. You're right. Um, but I don't think I can name. I can name maybe two Peter Frampton songs. That's okay. There's nothing wrong. Ba- with baby, that. I love. Baby, I love your way. That was one. Yeah. I don't know if I can name a second. But you and know yet what? he was, and yet, and yet he was, he was an enormous rock star of the '70s. And I can name one song. But you'll know when you hear a Peter Frampton song. Though. That's true. That's true. You might not know. And the he name. loved. And he did love to use that weird, um, wall, not that mouth pedal thing that that Richie Sambora wore oh, the hell yeah. out of on Bon Jovi songs. I can't think of the name of that that thing. Um, yeah. But anyway, if you're interested in Studio Fifty Four, it's a very fascinating documentary. Um, shockingly, the movie Fifty Four with uh, Ryan Phillippe and uh, Mike Myers, come to think of it, not terribly accurate. What? When, when, when not terribly accurate. No, hard to believe. I know. I'm shocked. Yeah, that movie is pretty good though. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I remember Ryan Phillippe, Salma Hayek, Brecken Meyer. Oh God, Brecken Meyer. Yeah, Brecken he's Meyer. been around forever. That guy. Uh, I don't yeah. remember the movie. He's, I remember it being you know, like 54? mediocre. It was mediocre at best, Sam. It had a great soundtrack because it was like a disco soundtrack uh and you know mike myers played steve rebel like the very cartoonish owner of studio 54 but it was it was nev campbell but, played like a, a a soap opera star but a good movie was the last days of disco very good movie yes true uh that's one i haven't seen that one in a long time i tried to God, you tried I'm trying to think of another Peter Frampton song. Yeah, see, see, it's not just me. No, that's the thing. Like when you hear it, you know it. Yeah, that's what like, my I, point I would know, be. I'm, I'm really bad with what, song names. Wait, am I even right? Was "Baby I Love Your Way" was Peter yeah. Frampton? Yeah. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. yeah, I thought so. That was in Reality Bites. Do you feel like okay. we do? Uh, show me the way. 
Oh, show me the way. Yeah. You did play. Um, show me the way. I show me the way. I know that. Yeah. Okay. I know that one. Lines on my face. Mm, no. But speaking of which, my Steely Dan concert at the Hollywood Bowl got rescheduled to May, and I got excited because I got the email, and then I was like, "Oh, May 2022." Oh. <laughs> it was Steely. I, I can't remember who was it. Steely Dan and who else? Steve Winwood. Steve. Oh, They're all gonna die by the time. <laughs> They're old. Oh. Come on, got it. Got it. Oh keep my faith. God, a Steve Winwood song popped up on my playlist the other day because you know I, I love Higher yeah. Love. Uh, yeah, great song. The, 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 the far superior is Roll Valerie. With it. Uh, oh, Valerie's great. Val- it's one of my favorite songs. Because Valerie became known to a l- later generations because it, it it got turned into that like house song, like that got the play at clubs. What? Like the word you know the song Valerie, right? You yeah. know the, the chorus. Yeah. It got turned into like a, a dance remix house song that like hell Rockstar would play it at the den on Friday nights when he was DJing. Oh. But like but so the but the later generations would not be like, ah yes, that's the Steve Winwood song. They just know that chorus. Gotcha. Well, people think that Higher Love is uh, a Whitney Houston and, and, and What's His Face song. So, you know, go figure. Fair. Well, you know, um, Steve Winwood didn't kind of, he kind of creeped out of nowhere when it came to the style of music he was playing. So, very true. gospel-ish. So. He got, do you remember when Steve Winwood got the got the shout out on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Because that was um, Dennis's workout song. He would only work out to Higher Love. It was like a running joke for an entire episode. Oh, I did not see that one. <laughs> that must have been. That's good though. It's fitting. Yeah, it's yeah. Fitting he was he was te- he was teaching a spin class for some reason. I don't recall why. And he would only play higher love. Like it over was actually and over again. Very, over and over again. Nice. It was very funny. <laughs> but he has like a lot of good songs. So like, I mean, um, I'll ask Google to play Yacht Rock sometimes, and Kira loves oh, it. I, oh, Yacht I Rock. Love, Yacht Rock is good. It is good times. Kira loves it. I'm like. I'm into this. <laughs> you, you're you're teaching her well, in my opinion. Well, it's like a certain mood, right? Like, yeah. it, it depends on your mood, but um, it's like kind of perfect for almost everything, like eating dinner, making dinner, like when I'm cooking, yachting, you know? yachting when I'm on a boat, you know, because that happens it, very until, often. Until the SEC shows up looking for you, then it's a problem. Yeah, but like, isn't there maritime law? No. <laughs> Gotta be five miles off the coast. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it? Wasn't it Barry Zuckercorn's like, no, no, maritime law. <laughs> was, yeah, the SEC has boats. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah, see, uh, every, it wouldn't be an episode of ours with without one of three things happening. Formerly, it would have been Kira showing up. I miss her cameos. Um, secondary, it's, it's her screen time, so she's se- obsessed. Secondarily, it'd be you getting booted off like just Randomly. for some reason yeah. because of your, the internet so it wouldn't be an episode with us not making a wayne's world reference or in a um, arrested development reference we've or got or friends reference we've gotten all those oh and we we did get the friends reference i made it earlier so yeah we've gotten all what those was the friends in. reference earlier uh that when ross went to the other wedding to get photos oh. because he thought he lost the cameras for ross and monica or for chandler and monica's wedding right 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 see no oh. yeah yeah i forgot about that one and chandler like posed with the the bride of that wedding to do the yeah they thought they yeah i'm sorry it was chandler also yeah chandler and ross thought they lost the, the cameras and then monica was like oh these cameras and had like the ziploc bag full of cameras right yes yes good times yeah ah uh, yes you know, um, that Friends reunion's coming up. I don't know when it airs, but they already filmed it. I think it, it comes on HBO Max like next month. Oh, I might actually have I, to get HBO I, Max. I don't, I don't even know. Ex- I mean, it's just like a them reminiscing thing. It's not oh, like it's they're not even shooting. Like they're doing they're, a they're show. not like shooting new material, so I don't really care about them reminiscing all that much. No, I don't know. I don't know why I'm I went sure, anywhere. I'm, sh- I'm sure every story that they've had to tell about making that show, they've already told. Have they? You know. Probably. I feel like a majority of Friends trivia is out there already. Like, like hardcore fans know all the stuff already. And I feel like um, it's been so long that a majority of the actors, like, forgot everything. Oh, like, you, you know, I mean, Chandler, Chandler, Chandler no like, Matthew Perry has said, like, people have coded yeah. things to him. And he's like, what? Because well, he was but, high, like, all the drugs. time. Yeah, his was his mostly drugs. The others probably just because it was 20 years ago don't remember as much. Well, I love, I love Paul Rudd because like he'll talk about interviews about being like on set at the end and he's like you know phoebe's you know love interest dude love interest at the end 
and everyone's getting super sentimental and he's like yeah wasn't that great or something like like he just yeah. like he didn't know what to say or do because he's just like i just got here and you guys are wrapping up like a 10-year show or whatever and he was there um, for what like you, the final two seasons yeah. uh yeah probably do you remember he introduced this character i love that it was um um joey was supposed to find somebody phoebe up with but he forgot right right yeah just made up he's like yeah his name's mike and then all then then joey just yelled mike in the coffee shop and paul rudd's the only one who answered because he was the only mike there it was good i mean it's a good way it's to bring in the character yeah well yeah and also so i texted you guys this weekend about how uh the king of wishful thinking song has was stuck in my head yes all weekend and you yeah. said the video of and Paul Rudd and, and see I'm not a J- yeah. huge Jimmy Fallon fan but like um what he does with Paul Rudd and like re like literally doing shot for shot videos of like the randomest songs is like one of the greatest things ever because they yeah. do um you spin me as well but I, King, of Wishful Thinking, King of Wishful Thinking is such a random video and I remembered it being super random that I'm like huh they're doing this video and they just recreated I, it shot for shot I don't remember that video at all when I whenever, whenever I hear that song I just think of Pretty Woman yeah, well, I mean, it's Pretty Woman's in there because there's like a girl dressed up like her that opens yeah. up a limo door. Like you just watch the video because it's literally shot for shot. It's such a really, really awful, awful cheesy video, and it's fantastic. But that song keeps getting stuck in my head. The um, the just the power of Paul. Um, recently, maybe it was like a week or two ago. I don't remember. Mac and Me was actually an answer on Jeopardy. And my mom, uh, my mom asked about, she's like, what, what is Mac in me? And I, I made the reference. I'm like, oh, you know, it's Paul Rudd. Whenever he'd go on Conan, he'd show that, he'd play that same clip. And she remembered the clip. She's like, oh, that's Mac in me? So, like, that's just the power of Paul Rudd. He, he brings us all together. So. Oh. Good times. Yeah. Um. So, oh, by the so, way, I'm, I'm, I understand we're coming towards the tail end of the show, and uh, the verdict will be read on the final minute of the episode. So, I mean, we could leave, leave a cliffhanger if we would like. We Wait, is we, it already out? No, it doesn't come out until oh. 2 o'clock. Oh. They're going to read it. So we are literally going to be hanging up on the, uh, yeah. Just, just to it's, let you know. It's. I, I heard you know i mean god i i just can't i can't imagine what 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 i well, i don't want to talk about what may happen because this when this airs it'll be two days later but um when it's you know people kept referring to it as the you know the trial of the century which is accurate because we're in a new century and you know the the but i mean it's it's the it's this could they be called, the start of... they called the they called the oj one the trial of the century just because it was so like it was a celebrity sca- level. scandalous but it's ter- in terms of race relations and like, you know, public discourse, it didn't mean that much. It was just that yeah, it was like it had a it little did, bit. It, it had a little bit to it. It, it didn't have nearly the impact. No, not this. Rodney. This the, one's like completely the, different level. Or the Rodney King before that. Yeah, like, I'd say this is the biggest one since Rodney, Rodney King. King. I would say yes. Um, but yeah, but everybody called O.J. Simpson the trial of the century. Yeah, this is. I don't even know. This is getting the same kind of coverage as that, because I'm like I'm really trying not to pay attention because i just don't want to well the thing that and i was talking about it with bill is or as i recall don't didn't it feel like the oj trial took like months it did like it like it took like a like this trial has only lasted like two weeks but i feel like the oj trial lasted forever yeah, yeah there's video footage <laughs> when you live in a different world there's video footage it's 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 pretty clear-cut case in my opinion like <laughs> OJ, obviously, you had to, um... Ah, there it is. Oh, perfect! Wow, that could not have been better timed, Sam getting cut out. Oh, if you're... If, uh, we if you we got, got it, really excited there if, for some if really... If the listeners at home are playing What Happened With Us Bingo, we just hit the Sam got booted off the conversation at the perfect moment. Oh, Sam, that was perfect. You got booted it, 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 it without yeah. fail. You get booted mid sentence no, like, every literally... time. Okay, we're waiting for internet to catch up no, with but her. Like you're, you're, you're he did, you know what I mean? Like that's that that's what takes a long yeah. Time. It takes a long time to prove that he was there and that he did it. Yes. You know, like this is very different. It, it he he obviously did it. It's just literally to figure out like, well, 
well, did he like, kill him or did like his health reasons or whatever the BS? I haven't been watching the trial because it, I actually like it makes me really, really like anxious. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's really it's hard to, to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I can't like mental state for the majority the of us. I, I can't watch. Yeah, I can't watch the video footage. I know it exists. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't want to willingly just because it, it makes me really sad. And there's so much. This is the thing. There's so many other things happening right now, um, yeah. with all the mass shootings and 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 everything with with Asian people in general. Like, I just, I just don't want to deal with it right now. I yeah. Like, I, it's it's so challenging to to basically just watch a trial decide whether or not like he actually killed him when you're just like well we have footage of him doing it so i don't understand i don't it's yeah. it's ridiculous i don't know um and and this is the thing like there's like a certain arrogance when it comes to people that have power in general right let's let's talk about like our former president and other people but like when you have that power and you know that you can get away with shit you do it uh, yeah even though the intent is probably wasn't to kill him it happened it's like you know um a couple like a while ago when somebody tasered like a cop tasered a guy and he ended up dying like did he did he did he mean to no but he still tasered him you know what i mean like there's there's cause and effect right but like did you need to use excessive force that's my question right he like what what was it for like counterfeit money or something bullshit it, like that yeah counterfeit 20, like 20. it wasn't even like a violent crime it was like that's that's the thing that that I, I think affects me the most is there's so many things on social media about like how you know um these shooters that are white that kill tons of people are like brought in and they're you know treated fairly and they get arrested without any incidences and stuff and then like there's people that just like you know are selling loose cigarettes and they get killed yeah yeah like that's that's the difference and i think that a lot of people that don't really understand like how there's some people that just don't understand racism which i get because they don't their mind doesn't think that way and in a way it's like i mean that's great that you don't see color or whatever but you have to understand that there is color. It's a color is a factor in everything. I mean, I've grown up as a dark skinned woman my entire life. It's definitely a factor. Yeah. For a lot of things. Like people follow me around at really nice stores to make sure I'm not stealing shit. Mm. My entire life. Like I just ignore it. Yeah. So it's 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 something that like a lot of people don't have to think about or even worry about. And there are a lot of white kids that go and like shoplift in high school. A lot of my friends did and would never get caught, you know, but people are always watching me. So I'm not, I'm smart enough to like not do stuff like that because why would I, first of all, and second of all, it's like, I'm going to be the first one to get caught. Yeah. That's just the, the that's just the way it is. So um, yeah, like you have to live, a different type of life you have to have a different checklist in your head about different things when you're walking home even just as a woman let, let alone like a woman of color so there's there's just a lot of factors and it's become so ingrained in our lives that like we're used to it you know like men don't have to worry about shit when they're when they're getting like when they go get food or uh, whatever and they walk to their car and like you know sometimes they leave the car unlocked or whatever you know like they're not thinking about exit strategies and not thinking about like i need to hold my keys in case somebody attacks me like shit like that like guys don't think about shit like that but women have to deal with it all the time so it's just it's part of life i guess yeah. but it's just it's just the way it is and i'm not happy with it but nobody is but when it comes to race though like for people to not understand that there is a big difference like baffles me that's all how they don't yeah. see it nowadays is just, just that's that's even you know because it's blatant now right and it brings us back to that fresh prince of bel-air episode where carlton like had no clue and no idea yeah. like they like him and will got pulled over in the same car and they both had different perceptions of of how they were treated and and, and like how much trouble they were in and everything like it was 
it's a very good episode actually like because I just rewatched that episode maybe like a couple months ago and I forgot about it you know but there is like a certain level of privilege when you grow up wealthy but when people don't know um they just see your skin color that's it yeah and they're like why are you in that why are you why are you driving a Lexus or why are you driving a Mercedes? Like you shouldn't be driving. Like people get pulled over all the time for stupid shit like that. I mean, luckily in LA, like there's Bugattis and stuff and like, hopefully cops are smart enough to not pull people over. Um, because everybody just has really nice cars apparently. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But if you're in like a smaller town, you know, if, even if you're in like a smaller metropolitan area, like people still get pulled over a lot just you know, based on the car that you're driving and like, you shouldn't be driving that car. Like, where do you get your money from? Like, it's stupid. It happens a lot. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things that like, I unfortunately have to like talk to my kids about, you know, like eventually and and all that other stuff too, because they're mixed race. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I'm going to say this and, or fortunately in the sense is we won't know what's going to happen. Uh, they pushed it back 30 minutes, so oh, you're we right. can't we can't leave on a note, but we'll leave on a, a, a you know, so thank you for sharing, Sam. It's not like, you know, it's it, it's society sucks for the most part. No, I mean, this is the thing. It's like that. Yeah. But that, the reason why I brought that up is because it just bothers me that people don't realize that it's an issue. You know what I mean? Like they can't understand like, oh, like, what's the big deal? I'm like, there is a big deal. People are treated very differently. Just because you're not treated differently, you've obviously never had to deal with it most of your life, but people have been dealing with it their entire lives, you know? Yeah. I get it. And, and it wears you down. Oh. It, it really does. And I feel pretty privileged because, like, I'm pretty ambiguous looking. People don't under, like, people don't know what I am. <laughs> so, in a way, there's, like, a certain advantage, I guess, but... Then again, it's like, it doesn't really matter if somebody's hateful, you know? Like, I mean, there was a, a lady that was Mexican that that, that got yeah. um, beat up in Eagle Rock, right? Eagle Rock or around that area because they thought she was Asian. And I'm like, really? But then people people mistake me for Mexican all the time because I have curly hair or something. Yeah. I don't know, dark skin. I don't know. People are just dumb. Yeah. Like, if you're going to hate, like, you know, figure out the right hatred. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but it's just, that's that's how dumb it is, you uh, know? So I I don't understand a lot of things that are happening in the world right now. And it's really hard for me to explain to Kira. Yeah, that's, that's not going to be That's easy. my only, yeah. that's my biggest concern. Yeah. Because um, she, she hears the news. It's right. like Cher, you know? Yeah. Like, why um. should we censor the news if we can't, like, learn to actually be decent people? Like, things are still happening and the news is still reporting it. Like, why should we take away violence for when it's for entertainment value? That was her whole thesis of her speech. <laughs> <laughs> like, violence in the media is, like, bad. But, you know, the news is just as bad nowadays. Uh, that, she's well, right. No, she's not. Yeah, yeah, she's very, very right. That's, that's yeah, we're, we're leaving on the, the positive notes of life. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like this entire like twenty-four hour news cycle and stuff. Like, I just stopped watching local news, and I kind of miss it. Like, there's a something something very special about local news, you know? Oh, you mean like the um, I, show I enjoy watching. I watch the the local news comes on right after Jeopardy, and I, I there's you're right. There is something kind of. Although to be fair, in St. Louis, it's not generally St. Louis local news starts off with the Aldi shootings in St. Louis. So it's not exactly uplifting. Well, I mean, we have car chases, so it's like, yeah, similar. There's always, there's always a car chase. It's crazy. So yeah, no, it's a, you haven't been in California until you've been stuck in one of those car chases. It's happened to me twice. So, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing, like I'm kind of, like concerned because people are getting vaccinated and people are starting to do things now. Right. Like I'm afraid of this other surge and everything happening, but like, we're really lucky to be in California just because we just have access to vaccines. So um, I'm kind of like 
waiting for everything to play out. I don't know about you guys. Yeah. I mean, you're not in California, Nate, but you're 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 getting vaccinated. But like, once things start opening up again and everything, I wonder how it's all gonna. Be. Take take a few months. I'm gonna wait until the summertime, like July. See how things go. Well, I mean, I think Fourth of July is gonna be pretty fierce. I mean, even Memorial Day is gonna be pretty bumping oh, yeah. because a lot of people that got like vaccinated as part of the early wave are you know itching to do stuff. Yep. Yeah. I'm not itching to do anything on Memorial Day. I'll tell you that much. I'll be fully <laughs> vaccinated by then. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not gonna. No. I just, um, I just, I just like to use people, people's pools. So it's gonna be like a small gathering at a friend's house and just use their pool. That's, that's it. That's that's yeah. That's all. Why not? That's all I want to do. Nate, Nate, we know how that's Nate like, loves the pools. I don't. Couldn't tell you last time I was. I've been in a pool. Be honest. Hey, you live, in, you live in St. Louis. Come on, there has to be people with pools in St. Louis. No, 